2: For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
0: Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We
2: return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings?
3: Yeah, Digitex does that.
2: D-I-G-I-T-E-X.ca on Oilers Radio. 630, chat.
4: 1236 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now, Brendan Ulrich, and Dave Campbell with you, Bob Stoffer. We'll be back in the big chair tomorrow from Roger's Place. But for now, we're recapping what took place last night. Your chance to jump in on our River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. Brought to you by Larry the Cable Guy, April 14th, live at the River Cree Resort and Casino. They also have Bill Angle on March 24th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. We will get to some phone calls here in a second. You can also text us at 630-630. Brought to you by Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Or check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. Some guests on Oilers now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Ball the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. A reminder that every Wednesday is date night at Roos Chris where two can dine for $120. Oh boy, we have a full board of phone calls right now a boatload of texts as well. Uh, we'll get to the calls in a second. I don't want to abandon the text line right now because I haven't uh, read any yet and there are a bunch of them right now. Steven says Lucic doesn't hit, can't hit an empty net and when he misses said net, he looks to the sky instead of back checking, giving an odd man rush that ends up in the back of the net. Why the heck is he still playing almost 20 minutes a game in the top six? I know Todd doesn't want to make his GM look bad but come on man, at what price? From Steven. Well, I think McClellan is... uh, I mean, they don't have a lot on the left side right now. Especially with Maroon gone. And I think McClellan really wants to get Lucic going. So he's putting him into uh, situations where he can succeed. Unfortunately, he hasn't done that. So, I do agree. I think it, it, it might be time to switch up that top line. Give someone else a chance with McDavid. And I assume... We'll see that here shortly, because you need to you need to put up results when you're playing with McDavid. It's as simple as that, and McDavid's still scoring as well. A day removed from the GM's comments about how everything is about assessment. Now let's assess the team's response to Kane. Cross check an F nurse on that play. A D coach's post game on his team's response regarding Kane and F Benning's response. A Coach's uh, use, usage of minutes for his players, F, and while we're at it, give that goalie an F as well. That's from Jay, assessing last night. Yeah, uh, we were going to play those comments from Shirely, but I think everyone heard them yesterday for the most part. Shirely saying this is a critical uh, you know, time where they are going to assess everything. Down the stretch. He doesn't believe in garbage time and he wants to uh, see what certain indiv- individuals can do. He's also looking at the special teams and uh, some of the players that they've acquired. So that was uh, Jay's assessment. Waxman. How has Lucic not being benched, didn't stick up for McDavid or Benning, doesn't score, can't keep up, doesn't defend his teammates anymore? That's from Waxman. Roy says BU, that missed call was absolutely atrocious. Not only the officials, but the league should be held accountable. And the veteran players logging huge minutes while not contrib- contributing is asinine. If the guys produce play them more, from Roy. Oiler fans will love this one from Kerry, the Canucks fan. Benning was off balance and Kane shoved him. Good non-call by the ref. Oiler fans are a bit hysterical, As usual. That's Kerry, the Canucks fan. John says, it's called pack mentality and we don't have it. Just trying to read some that actually have names signed to them here because there are a lot of them. Kevin says, where was Lucic? She's taking up a roster spot from someone that would actually try. Who cares if he's a $6 million man? Sit him, send him down. He's riding on his past, not building on his present. He's a liability from Kevin. And John says, you pathetic homers, you sound like such losers when you whine that the refs bobbled the Oilers again. I never hear you whine when the Oilers get away with one from John. Oh boy, lots of text messages here. Um, I'll try to get back to some more, but we have a full board of phone calls. So I need to uh, switch focus here quickly and get to uh, some of those. Dave, who's uh, first on deck here? Is it K All right, let's get to k Jam here. k Jam, you're on.
3: Hey, Brennan. Um, So I think I'd I'd like to start by saying, you know, it goes without saying that that hit was unacceptable and and the no call was obviously unacceptable. Um, But the momentum swing came from the goal that came after. So the hit itself, I mean, you can can be mad at the player that made the hit. You can try to respond. You can use that as your rallying point to try to respond. But it was it was the the no call, call that allowed the goal to happen and it was the goal that, that swung the momentum so you know there's there's the the target here you know I mean hits like that happen you know in, in hockey and you know usually they're penalized and usually that's you know mostly where where the momentum swing stops in that sort of case because you know you did the, the offending team goes on the penalty kill but you know uh, the the, the momentum continued for San Jose uh, due to a lack of response and then the other another goal against. And in a nothing game like this, you know, I think you have to punish the op- opposition. I think you have to take that peg- pack mentality, you know, and play like a wrecking ball. You know, find something in you. Matt Benning found it in him uh, himself last night to go there and play like that. And, you know, if you, if you can get a team to go like that, you know, you can build momentum from playing physically. Um, so, you know, I think that the, the lack of the orders playing like that is, it comes on the leadership. And in this case, I'm going to, I'm going to point to the coach. You know, I think that, that Todd McClellan was thinking, you know, let's punish them where it hurts the most on the scoreboard. San Jose needs the points. But realistically, we're, we're not really in a position to do that. And, and how you build momentum to be able to to be able to go out and score. The, the Oilers had nothing going for them. So, you know, Blue uh, Cheech didn't take it upon himself. Connor didn't take it on himself. Do you remember last year McDavid hit? Marcus Orison uh, from San Jose, yeah, no, changed momentum yeah. in that game. So Connor can play like a leader. Connor can play like that. You know, it's not it's not his main game, but, you know, you can go out there and you can play the way that the game needs to be played. You know, Mar- uh, Camilleri is a veteran player. You know, I, I would have expected more from him, too. Jujar's a physical presence. Darnell, Bob says he's, he's fighting something and maybe he shouldn't be engaging physically in a fight like that. Well, you know, I think that's an important part of Darnell's game when he's playing, and I would have liked to have seen more from him. Um, and, uh, you know, if you want to argue, hey, San Jose's a veteran team, they're big boys, maybe the Oilers wouldn't have been able to fare well in a game like that. Well, you know, the thing is, is you've got to just engage. You have to just show something. You have to bring something to say that, hey, we're not going to sit down and just take it. And so not, not doing that and just going out and trying to score Trying to, to, to win the hockey game. Well, how'd that go? You know, have you have you built any momentum for the next game? You know, you lost the game. You lost pretty badly. That's 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 where, where my thoughts are on that. You know, I think that that's where I criticize and the people that I criticize. And you know, my, my approach would be, you know, start throwing the body. This is a big boy team still, to some extent. You know, we've got some big players on the team. I think that you know, it's, it, we, we want to get faster, but we have components that we have now. Let's go out there and and use them. Thanks for the call,
4: KJ. Fair comments. I need to move on to some other callers here. But yeah, I would like to see the Oilers. You know what? I mean, the Oilers are going to, they check Twitter. They follow along with what's going on. They're going to hear that the fans are upset. And I think they they owe it to the fans to come out uh, against Nashville and play with a pack mentality, to be honest. They're opening up a five-game homestand. They need to show something. And uh, we'll see if they actually do that against the Preds, because as Bob talked about, the Preds are not afraid to engage you physically at times as well. All right, Alan's online too. Alan wants to jump in. You're on Oilers now.
2: Hi, uh, I've got a comment um, on the on the hit on Benning. Well, uh, to me, it doesn't matter who it was when I played hockey, whether it was your best player or your worst player. When a, when a guy comes in. Uh, with as skilled as Kane and as dirty of a player as he is, as we know, uh, someone should step up. It shouldn't be the guy that's 5'11". It should be someone that could really turn the game around. And uh, that person could have been Lucic, for sure. He's he's supposed to be a leader on the team. And then I want to allude to uh, the last game against Anaheim. They scored 21 seconds. to score two goals to tie the game uh, with 10.6 seconds left in the game. Once the puck was dropped, I, I, I stopped the remote. I paused it and then started it in slow motion. And Leon Lucic Leon never moved one finger for four and a half seconds. And Raquel scored. He never moved from the spot he was at the face-off circle. That is that's despicable, and and, and nobody cares whether he scored 21 goals or hasn't scored 21 goals in 21 games. He's not moving, and he's not he's not he's not doing what he said he'd do when he came. He's not producing leadership, and they lost leadership in the room with Hendricks gone, and they better get some back, or they're going nowhere forward.
4: Alan, thanks for the call. Clearly fans frustrated at Milan Lucic today. Uh, I mean, Lucic is clearly fighting it. I think if he gets one, a goal I'm talking about, maybe things will change for him a little bit. I mean, clearly it's weighing on him confidence-wise. Um, he, he, The little things he's struggling with, and I think that is because of confidence. Now, does he need to get faster? Yes. Does he need to try to reinvent himself? perhaps in the offseason that will come. But some of the little things are sort of uh, mystifying me right now with Lucci. It's just simple passes or like as Alan was talking about some of the defensive zone breakdowns. He's a smart player. So I, I'm just sort of at a loss for words. He needs to be better. We'll see if he can find his game here uh, down the stretch. And uh, when it comes to playing with McDavid, I think uh, McFarlane is trying to get him going right now at any cost. And uh Clearly, it hasn't worked so far. So we'll see if the lines change uh, during the homestand. Brandon, you're on line three.
1: Hey, how you doing, Brandon? Not bad. Good, good. I just uh, beat a dead horse, basically, about last night's game there with the hit on Benning. But, uh, you know, it wasn't shortly after that hit there that Kane scored the goal, and then was it about two shifts later that uh, Drysaddle's going down the ice to try to join, was it a two-on-one or a three-on-one there, and that shark gets in front of him and gives him a little tap from behind goes down nice and easy and boom the hand goes up from the official that should have called the bending penalty and then we go down on that i think the officiating in this in this league right now with the oilers we can't just blame it on the officials i mean bending was turning the opposite way he's kind of off balance yes i agree but the the, the stick was on the hips took the hit from behind and then a goal scored off of it which i don't agree with one bit but my also another thing is everybody in the league knows Lou is the toughest guy in the league well i, I I don't understand why anybody would want to go even engage with the guy. But we got tough guys like Carr who pumped that one guy, I forget his name, really bad. We got nurse who was falling all over the ice yesterday, she seemed like he was a hundred pounds on, on the water. But guys like that that can throw the throw fists and Kane would engage with those two, so I don't see why any one of those guys went over there and help a teammate out. Bennings plays hard, you know, he's a little bit of a smaller guy, but he went after Meyer there over in the corner, tried to stick up for himself, show some leadership, but everybody else just stood back and watched which is basically what's going on with this team right now Everybody's sitting back watching everybody else. There's no team camaraderie and it's tough tough to watch So I just kind of wanted to see what you thoughts on that and why why there's everybody's just standing around watching waiting for somebody else to do the job
4: well, yeah fair comments Brandon and uh I get it. The fans are watching every game and they're they're seeing stuff like last night happening. You wonder why. You don't know what's going on in the room. You don't know why the guys aren't playing for each other every shift. And have they packed it on the season? I don't know. Last night, you watch what happened and you're, you wonder that. But at the same time, the first two games on that road trip, they won both games. They scored a bunch of goals. They looked decent. And... So I don't know what what exactly is going on. But what I was saying before, in-game, the competitive juices get going. Whether you've packed it on in the season or not, when you're in a game against a division rival and you see one of your teammates get checked from behind, something should click inside that fires you up to get you going. And we didn't see that last night. So to me, that's a big concern. And I don't know what it is or why that happened. But I do think that, as I said earlier, the other sort of oil to the fans to play as a team, bring that pack mentality against the Preds tomorrow night. Abe is online for okay. I know when Abe calls, he, he uh, you know, brings this big rant. Uh, we need to keep it quick though, Abe. You have a, a minute or so, but uh, you're off. Let's go.
5: Hey, thanks for taking the call, Brendan. Yeah, uh, didn't like that hit last night and. The one on Maroon uh, there back earlier in the year, the ref was all there right in front of him, nothing called. Thought again last night that was a borderline suspension hit or whatever, but Lucic said there that they didn't respond in the right way and that like to. So that tells me that's how they're being coached, how McClellan wants them to respond. I think that's a bunch of crap that he's coaching them like that. I think... Basically, how the team is playing reflects right back to how McLaughlin was coaching earlier in the year. I said that they should get rid of all them assistant coaches right now. Well, I put McLaughlin on that list as well. Uh, and uh, for Shirelli, I think he's—it's just showing everything with him. They can say the game has changed, but. It's changed while well, when they went and signed Lucic, they signed him with that he was going to be the big protector to everybody out there and no one was going to go and take liberties on McDavid. The whole team, including McDavid, is liberties taken. Lucic is doing absolutely nothing. I'd like to see Lucic taken, and if they can put him to the minors, put him on waivers, maybe we can be blessed and somebody would be stupid enough to take him. But if not, just send him to the minors for the rest of the year and give him a lesson that he has to get his game back together for next year and with what uh, Shirelli is saying yesterday evaluating people Bring a guy up from the minors, one of the kids, and give him a chance because we don't need the rest of this year to see what Lucic is all about. We know what he's about for this year and let him start over next year or whatever. And that, another bad game for Talbot last night. And like I say, Shirelli, bad trades, bad sign with Lucic. We need to clean house again. That's it for me, bud.
4: Abe, thanks for the call. Abe always brings it when he calls. He's old school as you would have uh, guessed from hearing that uh, call there. Texter says, is that Larry the Cable Guy? No, that's Abe from Fort Saskatchewan. He loves to call in every once in a while and go on an epic rant. 12.53 in Edmonton. We will take a timeout. We'll try to squeeze in a few more phone calls. There are a bunch of text messages as well. The fans are fired up today. I love it. Keep bringing it. We'll try to fit you in. But first, the timeout.
0: showroom on St. Albert Trail, fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca That's ProAmSports.ca 1257
4: in Edmonton, back here on Oilers now, Brendan Ulrich with you Just a reminder, today is 6.30 Chet Heart Pledge Day at the Mazinkowski Heart Institute Bruce Bally was there in the morning Uh, Ryan Jesperson was there and Jalen I and Andrew We'll be there from 2 to 6 this afternoon, broadcasting live. The Mazankowski Health Institute is uh, raising money for patient care and creating innovative therapies. You can donate by calling 780-407-2200 or check out the story at 630ched.com. The phone lines are still jammed, and uh, we have a news break in Craig Simpson coming up. So we'll try to get some more calls at 135. I just wanted to get through a couple of quick text messages here. Hey guys, what the heck is wrong with Luceach? It's like he has a broken arm. All I see is him skating around one handed, nothing, or one handed holding the stick and barely moving. This is ridiculous for a guy making $6 million a season. When I played hockey, we were taught to hold the stick with both hands like most of the other players do. That's for Mark. This texter says, how can you not respond, especially when the season is lost? Dirty Mike and the Boy says, BU, don't kid yourself. The players have mailed it in on the team. It's all about individual accomplishments and trying to keep a job at this point. The team concept is history for this season. Abe should have his own show. I listen to that guy any day of the week from Southside Dan. Todd says, weak excuse for Lucic by saying teams won't engage him. That's their problem. Why is he not imposing his will on most games? He should be forcing teams to play his game. No more sucking because the puck hasn't gone in from Todd. Well, you're right. And that was a game where Lucic could have have imposed his will. And he should have done something he didn't. I know... It usually seems like when someone does engage him, he's a force to be reckoned with. But sometimes he needs to find a way, or at times he needs to find a way to bring that out himself. And there was motivation there last night. When you see a teammate like Benning get hit, That should be enough motivation to go out there and play the way Milan Lucic should be playing the game. It's 12.59 in Edmonton. We'll take a time out for the 1 o'clock news. When we come back, Craig Simpson will join us. We have Jerry Fleming, and we'll get to more of your phone calls in the final half hour as well. This is Oilers Now.